This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Bullish Bob, Machiavellian Mark, and Winsome Wade. This week, the Tribal of Trouble give handy directions to the forlorn on the identification and charming of a platonic twin flame. It's how to make a best friend. Please prepare thy notepads and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Distractable Podcast. My name is Mark Blar and I'm going to be your host for this week's episode. I'm joined by my good friends, Bob. Say hi, Bob. Hi. And Wade. Howdy, everyone. Yes. They are who I like to refer to as the losers from last week. And this week, as we do every week on the Distractable Podcast, we will be discussing topics of conversations and we will be having a bit of a battle of the minds, a test of will, an exchange of ideas and information where we can talk about whatever we want. And I, as the host, get to play judge to their good and or terrible ideas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing real good. Thanks for asking. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> okay, great, I'm, man. Uh... Man, this this small talk always just firing on all cylinders right away. Look, I'm good. I actually got a good night's sleep when I was mm-hmm. woken rudely by a crazy-ass blue jay banging his head on my window because apparently it's mating season and he is DTF, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the window. Mm-hmm. For some reason. I don't know. Well, the reflection probably saw. I also had a seagull and a crow having a rap battle on my balcony. I actually have video of this. Um, I will post it somewhere at some point unless I don't. And then I didn't. Who won? Well, the crow ran away. So actually, I I can't answer that. The seagull won. And then the seagull started doing something crazy. I also got this on video. Like it started (laughs) opening its mouth. I thought it was yawning at first, but it kept doing it. Not lying. I'll show you guys the video. It just like opened like... I thought it was going to throw up or something, but it did it for like a minute straight. Like it was like as wide as it could opening? As wide as it could. It stuck its tongue out and everything. Was it making eye contact with you? Did he see you and just be like, "Ah, (laughs) ah, this is my balcony. Ah." I mean, (laughs) honestly, like I started recording, then I moved the the shade out of the way and it looked at me and then just kept going at it. So I'm pretty (laughs) sure. Did that bird thing where it snapped its head sideways and made one eye eye contact. Oh, yeah. It sounds like seagulls. <laughs> Wait, did you have any bird-related morning issues? Well, I had to deal with something even crazier. My phone just kind of kept buzzing and buzzing. It turns out... It's called a phone call. No, it was just my alarm. Oh, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> was close. I set like six of them. Make sure I get up today. Not any better, man, but I love the assumption that he... <laughs> 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 You're looking at your phone. There's a weird name. I look. Like, mm, 
Oh, Greg, I know that name. Yeah, my phone, it kept showing a picture of my mom's face, <laughs> and it kept saying mom and just buzzing, and I was like, shut up, phone. God. I know that's my mom. Shut up. You when don't did, know me. When did Apple put reminders in iOS of who your family is? I should never have put in family information in my contacts. I wish it was something that clever, but no, no, nothing, nothing crazy. I was up late and up early and... That's it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You were up early. <laughs> what time is that in numbers? Just yeah, curious. Yeah. Uh, ten fifty-five a.m. God, God, how are you alive? Yeah, I got up at uh, three fifty today. Oh, what time did you go to sleep? Eight p.m. You went to sleep? P yes, p.m. Okay, I went to sleep wow. at four thirty a.m. Why would you have assumed a.m.? Well, maybe you slept for like twenty hours. <laughs> why would you assume that I was asleep for twenty hours? <laughs> I went to sleep. An hour and a half ago, and I woke up in six hours. Yeah, I've pulled that off before where I've been so tired that I slept for like a full day. All right. Sure, man. Yeah. But that wasn't the case in this scenario. That's better than assuming you're 90 years old and you're going to bed at 8 p.m. I went to bed at 8 p.m. Okay. All right, Grandpa. That is pretty early. Like, I'm not going to mock you for that, but that is, that's, <sighs> is that, is that normal for you? You go to bed no, at 8 p.m.? No, no, it's, it's, it's not normal. I could go into the long spiel. It's just like when you're in solitude, there's this weird effect where you want to sleep more. I don't know what it is, but that's like a thing if you in the Mythbusters episodes where they did like the cabin fever experiments. They just slept a lot more because you're bored and you got nothing else to do. And as soon for me, as soon as six o'clock rolls around, that's when people stop calling me and I have to stop like doing anything. And so I just get tired. And anyway, that's not the point. Today's topic of conversation that these two beautiful gentlemen have prepared and that I will judge oh. them upon is the conversation of best friends and how to solidify a friendship from just friends to best of friends. You're not going to make any if you're going to bed at 8 p.m., but yeah, let's do it. To be clear, when we discussed this previously, it's best friends for life, right? Yeah, for life. Okay. Has to extend. Now, I don't know if the idea have anything to do with changing how long those life is, but mm -hmm. I will accept and judge any idea on the merits solely of effectiveness of best frienditude and will it reach the end of life? Who would like to present their uh, title of their me 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 thing first? Yeah, Go okay. for it. I don't Go feel good it. about it, so I'd rather get it out of the way before Bob gets something great. So you really need to stop underselling it before you say. <laughs> and by that, I mean mine is so good it's gonna blow everyone out of the water. <laughs> yeah. And Bob, you'll yeah. never goes. live up to the genius that's about to roll out of my mouth. I'm excited right. now. Yeah. All right, the title is, You're Gonna Like Me As Your Friend. I guarantee it. Said just like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I No, this is an original sentence, definitely. Uh, by the <laughs> way, everyone at home, just for just for legal sake, this is not real advice. Never take it. <laughs> I think that every time I say words, this is an original sentence. <laughs> I just thought of this. You know what would have been a better title is, This is not real advice. Do not take it. Because I would have been very curious to hear what your idea was at that point. Well, uh, that's the subtitle. That's the, that's the colon apostrophe <laughs> underline book one. Damn, man. You, he's killing it, Bob. He has so many IQs. I don't stand a chance. You got anything to beat that? <sighs> All right. The title of my pitch slash plan to get a best friend for life mm. is uh, you couldn't 
if you wanted to. Now that that's interesting. Okay, that opens up a lot of doors. Am I the friend in this situation? Are you still in the friend for me? That's a lot of captivating energy. Eh, I give it a out of ten. <laughs> Well, it's not up to you. I actually did like that title. It intrigues me. It titillates me. What if it's a completely 100% empty clickbait title just to win the title battle so I get to go first? Well, then I will assign points justifiably after the fact, but okay. you get one point for winning the go first thing. Do I get more points for that for not winning? For losing? I remembered I was going to deduct points, but I remembered we couldn't go below zero, but I'm still feeling it. So you're on thin ice, mister. Take that, Bob. I'm going to give you a point. I'm taking it away. There we go. Wow. So does that mean I win? No, you had zero. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. So my goal, this is me, this is my life. Mm -hmm. My goal is to secure a best friend for the rest of my life. Okay. I have no friends right now. I have nobody. Oh. I have no family. I'm alone. I need by any means necessary to secure a best friend so that I have someone to spend time with and I have someone to, you know, pick up beer on their way over to watch the football game or something. I don't know. Whatever friends okay. do. I don't have any, so I don't know. Clearly, given my current situation, I'm not good at making people like me using my personality, my wits, my words, my original sentences. Something is going to miss. I don't know if I'm just, you know, my mind works differently. Who knows? But I have a scheme. I have a way through which I can secure a friend for life, and they couldn't leave me if they wanted to. Step one. I need to use my wealth of resources. I'm rich, by the way, because I have no friends or anyone. I've focused on my career, and I've become very successful. I use my wealth of Batman-like resources. I buy an expensive, fast 
car. Ooh. Super cool looking. Mm -hmm. It turns a lot of heads. It attracts a lot of attention. I buy, along with the car, an elaborate pre-planned system of plastic tubing, valves, T-joints, sprinkler heads that aerosolize liquid as they pass through them, and a huge reservoir in which I'm going to put five gallons of pig's blood. Oh. I have no questions. I have none. Mm -hmm. Continue. Mm -hmm. You with me? I have one question. Okay, go ahead. Why specifically pig over like cow? It's illegal to buy human's blood. Okay. Is it? I didn't know that. Is if, it actually? Well, okay, I'm wealthy. I'm Batman. You know what? Screw it. Wait, you're actually Batman? Well, I'm Batman-esque. I'm not trained like Batman, but I'm rich like Bruce Wayne. And you buy human blood. I get my own blood. I get my own blood. Over the I this is an extended plan now. You can buy human blood? Oh, that's concerning. You can actually buy human blood. I don't like that. Is it like when you buy uh, allergy medicine, you have to give an ID because you only buy so much per month or something? <laughs> I don't know. What's to stop some dude from selling you his blood? Is, I mean, is there anything? It's it's an exchange of hazardous materials. Bloodborne disease and illness is a serious concern. Yeah, you don't know. But, but between two consenting adults, like, I don't know what they do at the blood bank when I donate blood. Do they just go behind the door and just... <laughs> Like, they could do whatever they want with it. Yeah, there's definitely some serious blood addicts at the blood bank <laughs> who just have a if real... If there was ever a place to be a blood addict at... Uh? No, that's very carefully tracked. They take it and they test it and make sure it's all good and you don't have any diseases you didn't disclose and then it's all labeled. If, like, a couple pints went missing every time Jerry worked at the blood bank, <laughs> one, someone would notice... <laughs> Because they need that. And two, they'd probably ask Jerry, what the hell? Wait, does drinking blood make you a cannibal? Ooh. Uh, makes you a vampire, right? Yeah, but like, does it have to be like specifically flesh? Do you have to chew to be a cannibal? You can't just swallow? Yeah, well, they say auto cannibalism is like if you like chew at your lip and you bite your nails. Yeah, you bite your nails, but if you like actually eat. I don't know. Does does eating your boogers is that the same level? I don't know if snot counts as your physical body. What's the difference between that and blood? It's, it's what about all, if you get a uh, nosebleed? It drains in the back of your throat. Is are you then I mean, like a vampire? Is the point that it's sustenance? Because eating mm. eating meat, the point is to eat to live, eat to sustain yourself with nutrients and, and energy. Mm. Does blood give you sustenance? Absolutely. Or does it just give you really gross hydration? It's got oxygen. Can you breathe blood? Well, then not just oxygen. All of the nutrients that flow through the body flow through the butt. B -b 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 the blood. <laughs> oh. Technically, yes, the blood, the butt, the butt. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, maybe you should continue your story because I think Mark's having yeah, a breakdown. Yeah, sorry, continue. I'm, I'm bringing okay, it back. Okay, listen, we don't have to go down that road because I've decided I'm planning this months in advance. Right, Batman. Okay. Once every couple weeks, I sit down and I suck out pint of the old body goop, and I've got my own supply of me blood. Oh, it's your blood. Yeah, so this works even better. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to buy blood, but using my own blood does not make me uncomfortable in any way. So I've got my expensive car, got my complicated, drawn out pipe system. What I do is I take all those plastic pipes very discreetly, they're small, I install them in the headliner, in the joints of my very expensive car, creating essentially a blood shower inside the car. Mm. So I've got this car rigged up to be absolutely destroyed with my own blood. And then the next part of the plan is location. You know what they say? Location, location, location. location. <laughs> I knew the third one. Good job, man. Yeah, no, you knew the, you got it. Oh yeah. You gotta find a spot where you can inconspicuously have a trailer drop off 
my very expensive sports car already crumpled up and upside down without anyone seeing it and also plant some stereo speakers close enough for the sound to sound like it's coming from the car but not too close or in the open where anyone can see it somewhere where i know the target of my scheme to entrap a best friend for the rest of my life will be at some point let's say someone always gets lunch at the same place or you know where they they go to the bank you know they go to the bank every sunday afternoon or something you set this location up so that i can be in the car in the position with the sound cue ready to go at the correct time without the person the target of this being aware step three the players with my uh, unbelievable amount of money i am going to rent two actors with emt costumes Ooh, which two like extras i don't know they oh. don't mean anything they're not even people to me something like vince vaughn or something but all right i feel like that would be really obviously a red flag okay yeah wait use your head and why Vince Vaughn? I don't know. He's got brown hair. Wade's a big Wedding Crashers fan, I'm sure. Just get Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson together, and they're going to be the two guys that approach this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, fall off a ladder or something. Like, call, oh, God, 911. Wow. They show up. Yeah, Owen Wilson walks that way. Wow. <laughs> Your leg's broken. Wow. Oh, God. Oh, God. Vince Vaughn. Hey. See? Not such a bad idea, is it? Yeah, but then he's going to be their best friend. Ah, oh, sorry. It would just be Owen Wilson saying, wow, and Vince Vaughn riffing <laughs> for like 40 minutes. All right. Sorry, Bob. Continue. My idea. <sighs> okay. We've got the ambulance. We've got the actors. They know what to do. The execution of the plan is next. Mm -hmm. All you have to do to get a best friend for the rest of your life mm -hmm. is you wait, you get this all set up, get the alleyway set up. Maybe you have someone blocking it. Maybe you have a inconspicuous curtain with a picture of what the alley normally looks like uh -huh. just hung across. I don't know. You have a little diversion. You get this set up. I climb into my sports car, strap myself into the seat, and get the go button ready on the bloodbath. I don't want to be sitting here saturating my own blood, but I want to have the bloodbath ready to go for when the show starts. Then, when the target is approaching the alley, about to cut across the alley, about to go into Schlager's to get their usual sandwich on their midday lunch break that they always get because they're very predictable, good, solid, dependable best friend. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> you have the timing down right before they're about to cross the alley. You hit the go on the audio cue. The very big, expensive, loud speaker system you have plays audio of a sports car revving its engine tires screeching, crunching, crashing, flipping, an unbelievable scene playing out, all via audio. Your best friend in waiting from around the corner hears this and is absolutely terrified, but also feels like because they're a good person and that's why you chose them, they have to help. Someone has had a horrible accident and they have to help. At this point, you trigger the bloodbath because your friend is about to come rushing around the corner. You go in the bloodbath, close your eyes and your mouth because you don't want any of that in there. It goes in your nose because you're hanging upside down in a sports car at this point, and there's no way around that. But it's worth it to have this person as your best friend for the rest of your life. They come rushing over your car, crunched up, upside down. They look and they're like, oh God, oh God. They, they get down on their hands and knees by the driver's side window. They look inside, blood is everywhere, caked. There's no way this man is alive. They look, the window's cracked. They're not sure what to do. Luckily, there's a pipe laying on the ground right next to the window, part of the setup. A nice metal pipe for them to smash the window with. They're freaking out. They're not sure if they should touch you. They're gonna do more harm than good. And you're like, you look at them. At this point, you look over, <laughs> terror in your eyes, gripped with the fear of death 
approaching and you say, help me, get me out of here. Please, you're my only hope. Your friend frantically grabs the pipe, says, cover your face, turn away, you do that. They smash the window, they reach in, just blood pouring out. They can't believe you're alive. <laughs> they through the blood, through the smearing, through everything, they reach in, they unbuckle the seatbelt, you crumple onto the ceiling of the overturned car and they pull you hands under your armpits out onto the street. They look you over, you seem fine. You hold your neck like it's at your neck and you're like, oh, I got a pad, loses too much blood. Can you hold? And they put their hands on your neck. They're so adrenaline rushed right now. They're so in this. They can't even tell there's not a wound in there. They don't know where the blood came from, but they're like, I got to save this guy's life. They put their hands on your neck, pressure, stopping the bleeding. And you're like, I'm okay. I don't know. You feign passing out. They're saving your life right now. They're literally with their bare hands, keeping human alive. It's terrifying. It's a miracle. It's unbelievable. They were just going to get a sandwich. They didn't know their life was about to change forever. As they're sitting here, pondering this, taking in the unbelievable situation, your actors pull up in the rented ambulance. They come over, they see the scene, your friend caked in blood. You've discussed the lines ahead of time. They're professionals. They know what they're doing. They make it sound very medically, you know, some applied a bandage or something and they tell your friend like you know we've got this we've got this they put you on the stretcher they roll you into the ambulance uh they they tell you where they're taking you it's a private hospital it's actually just your mansion uh, an entire wing of your mansion i neglected to say this in the setup has been set up to look like a very high-end private hospital one that's impressive when your new best friend shows up because they'll know you're rich two they have to take you to a hospital so you kind of need that detail but you have this private hospital they've never heard of this hospital but they have to check on this person they just saved they literally held your life in their hands. They have to make sure you, you make it. So you go, you whisk away in the ambulance, the person sitting there caked in blood, the entire front of their body, just wrecked with blood, drenched, soaked through. You have, you know, a wrecking crew sort of scheduled. The person is disoriented. They don't know what to do. They wander home, get some fresh clothes, take a shower. Remember that in the pocket of their pants, they have the information for the hospital that the EMT said they're gonna take you to. And they're like, I gotta go check. I gotta make sure your new best friend arrives at the reception desk that you've set up in the east wing of your mansion the receptionist says how can i help you visiting hours are over and the friend says no 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 i uh, i saved this guy's life and and the emts brought him here and i i just got to check on him she's like sir if you're not family he's like listen i saved this man's life i just need to know if he's okay and she's like you know what just you know, what's his name you know what's his name i'll check like i don't know he was in a terrible car accident though and, and he, he had a wound on his neck and I stopped the bleeding with my own hands. Like, okay, 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 okay. So clearly your friend is agitated and the receptionist obviously is gonna let him see you. That's the whole point. So she feigns and feigns and builds the anticipation. Finally, she's like, he's down the hall, room 503, it's on the right. Comes wandering down. You have a huge dressing on your neck. All the machines you could think of to rent. Even shit that doesn't make any sense. There's a dialysis <laughs> machine in here for some reason. Anything you can think of is in this room, beeping, it's plugged into you, it's all full of saline, nothing is happening, but you just want it to be dramatic. It's like, it's like a mostly machine-filled room at this point. Come, he peeks in the door and is like, oh my god, ah, and you're, you know, you're sleeping, you're resting, in your hospital gown, big bandage on your neck, little fake nicks and cuts everywhere. He peeks, he stands there in the doorway, you sense your new best friend's presence. You turn your head over the window, like you can barely lift it, and you motion for new best friend to come inside they come in they're like i can't i can't believe you're alive i i'm the, I'm the one who pulled you out of the car are you, are you okay are, are you gonna be okay and you look them dead in their eyeballs 
this peak moment of them feeling like a hero, hoping desperately they did what they needed to do to save you. And you say, I owe you my life. Whatever you need, I'm here for you forever. And in that moment, with the perfect delivery and fake injuries on your body, you have secured a best friend for the rest of your life. No matter what happens, no matter what they learn about you, how much of a piece of shit you turn out to be because you're a super multi-billionaire, you're probably a horrible person. I guess it's me in this scenario. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. They couldn't leave if they wanted to because they saved your life. You owe them a life debt. Plus, you're really freaking rich. So you just buy them a gift if they get mad at you. Well done. Well done. I'm standing. You can't tell, but I'm standing up. That might be the greatest story I've ever heard. I believe every word of it, and I will award you a point for every dollar you had to spend to make it happen. Oh, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, all right. The car alone was a quarter of a million dollars. Huh. I could not stop laughing once you talked about the speakers because up until that point, I had no idea where you were going with this. And then when you said blasting out a car accident, I was like, oh my God, this fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that person isn't no, isn't attached to you for life after that traumatic 100. experience. In terms of efficiency, obviously not. But in security and like, there's no sure things in life. But this guy is going to be your friend for a very long time. The only thing I would have said is that, you know, because you are naturally not a friend type person up until this point. Mm. However, you made a point of like, just buy him a gift. And yeah, absolutely. The best friendships are built on gifts. I mean, the, the real beautiful part of this plan, too, is you'll know if the new friend figures this mm. out, right? Mm. They'll obviously be very upset by that. But that means this is a reusable idea. Oh, yeah. You can create new death-defying situations where your friend gets to be a hero again and completely <laughs> refresh all of those feelings the adrenaline mm. and the bonding experience of, of, of escaping death and defeating the devil and all. You can do that, you know, whatever. You got to refresh maybe every five, ten years, whatever. Keep it spicy. To the same dude? To this, yeah, for life. You're committed to this friend now. But they're ne they're just going to think you're some crazy-ass billionaire who gets into bad situations, and they're like your Dr. Watson constantly yeah, saving yeah. your ass. They go into Schlegels again. They hear, boom, bang, bang. They turn as a plane that's been laid out very carefully. Just... <laughs> Gallons of blood rocketing into the air. <laughs> blood shooting out the back of the plane. It's overflowing. He goes into Schlegel's. He like he like opens his sandwich and blood just starts pouring out of the sandwich. What's that? Severed finger. Okay, one of them has to be later on in life. You cut your own finger off. Yeah. You pay the guy at the sandwich shop to put it in his sandwich in your friend's sandwich oh my God. with a note. <laughs> That says, if you ever want to see your friend again, go to this pier at 9 p.m. tonight. And it's like a whole thing. Because that could be anything. Yeah, but it says, if you want to see your best friend for life again, before the end of his life, you must. It's an infinite resupply of good, strong, real friendship that you can use over and over. Well, so long as the money holds out, which I'm assuming it will. Considering oh, I'm these, schemes, rich. these schemes, I, I don't question that. With these schemes, you're going to go real far. Oh, yeah. So. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so that was great. Good job, Wade. Please applaud. Very good. Wait, now it's your turn. Well, remind me of what the uh, the, the title of yours was. You're going to like me as your friend. I guarantee it. And then the subtitle. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, I won't count that against you because you have no points to count against. All right. Go ahead. So, look, Bob had one of the greatest tales I've ever heard in my life. It's tough to compete with that in principle. However, the inherent flaw with Bob's story is you have to actually literally be Batman to pull it off. You have to have so much money to pull it off. What about the average person? You know, we're not all Bob. Mark, you and I don't, we know what it's like to not have anything. Yeah, yeah, man. We're not, we didn't all grow up with Batman's resources. So the average person wants to make a best friend. You can't just go out and have an infinite pool of wealth to work with. So what do you got to do? You got to make it happen with what you got. So my way of making a best friend is adaptable to different situations, different levels of funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to begin with, you got to meet the person. You got to know who you want for your best friend, right? So you're out and about, you're grabbing some lunch. And there across the room, you see them. Someone that looks slightly worse than you would make you look better in social circles, but funny enough, nice enough to where it's like, you know what? That person's my best friend. I need them as my best friend. You can tell all that from a look? Well, oh, wow. you know, you could be looking for a little while. <laughs> Don't just glance. You could <laughs> be staring across the room. <sighs> yeah, yeah, be funny, damn it. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because the first step is eye contact. Mm. You want to make direct eye contact and you wanna maintain it as long as possible. They look away, you don't. They look back, they remake <laughs> that eye contact. You hold that gaze. They're aware of you. They know you're there. So, done. They're aware of your presence. Now, you gotta get to know them. You could be direct. You could walk up to them, demand their phone number, you know, force conversation. But at this point, once you've established eye contact, you've asserted dominance in the friendship, I think it's better to be sneaky. You find someone that knows them. You find a way in. You get their phone number from like the yellow pages. You find them on Facebook. You friend them there or you get someone else to friend them there. You uh, find out someone that goes to their house. They leave their house and you're like, hey, I lost so-and-so's phone number. Uh, do you happen to have that so I can give them a call about their leaking faucet or something? And you find a sneaky way to get that phone number, right? You get the phone number, you call. They answer. Hello? <sighs> Who is this? Click. Wow. All right. Damn, 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 man. They're wondering, could it be that guy who made eye contact? Oh God, how did he get my number? And the fear starts to set in, which is perfect. <laughs> Keep doing some probing around, find out information, stalk their social media profiles. You get that info, you, however you can, you get it. Yeah. Step one's accomplished. You got it in, baby. Step two, face to face. Now, at this point, you've either chatted with them already, or you've gone about getting their information a different way. Either way, they're aware of you and the fear is there. So now you gotta find a way to talk to them again. You gotta, you gotta get that face-to-face -face now that the fear is set in a bit. Wait, you said you chatted with them? Well, what maybe. was the chatting? I, 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 you can go up to them and get their number or you can go- Was that the, the breathing? 
Was the breathing the chatting? No, I think you're saying in the first interaction, you may have chatted with them to get the phone number, yeah. or you may have been sneaky. Oh, uh, okay. You got options. You didn't have to, but you could have. All right. But it's important at this point, you get another face-to-face -face or the first face-to-face. -face. Doesn't really matter. Either way, you got to establish one. So you can go like Jim Carrey and the cable guy. You can go about finding out something they need. Maybe break a pipe of theirs, go into the plumbing business, get them to call your company and go in. You can do something like that. Fix their cable, whatever. Or you can wait, get an anonymous phone number, call their house, tell them like, oh, yo, your mom's in the hospital. You better come check it out, blah, 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 or something. Get them outside in the middle of the night. And then once they're outside, you walk up and you greet them. And you say, probably with like a voice modulator or something, just to add some of that fear, like, hello, Dave. And they're like, who are you? I'm your best friend. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what you say from there. You just say those words and then you let them go on. You peel off, okay? You disappear, you let them go. They have to have some hope. That you're not gonna like you know do anything crazy i mean you always want to as your friend right so they go on whatever they find out oh it was a prank call yada, yada, yada. but eventually they gotta come back and when they come back that's when you're ready so what do you do do you go into their house with them you could you can use their premises but you know you don't really know what their setup is it doesn't really matter the important thing is you know toss them into a van drive them to a secure location it doesn't really matter again you just have to find a room that you can isolate them in they need some time to think about your friendship so you lock them in their own house, you lock them in your house. Again, adaptable, doesn't really matter. Storage, location, hell, you can have a secret underwater base or your Batman mansion. But you have to isolate them a little bit, give them some like alone time to think about your friendship. And then you come in, you greet them, you talk to them. If they react poorly, you leave. Maybe for days, maybe for weeks, maybe months. Bring them food, keep them alive. But you have to make sure that they appreciate the time you get together. And over the course of, again, months, years even, They'll appreciate your friendship so much that they'll realize you're their only friend. And if not, I mean, there's always like, I don't know, waterboarding or electrocution or something. Like, there are ways to convince them of your friendship, but eventually they're broken. They've got no one in life but you, and you've got a friend for life. Was that step two? That was all step two. That was all step two. Okay, cool, cool. Technically, there were three steps. Well, oh. it was just step one, step one, and step two. Step three is once you have them like in the, the isolated location, it's the permeation of the friend zoning. You know, you want to be permanently in the friend zone. Okay. So okay. you can call that step three, you know, step two, you establish the face-to-face -face and you get them uh, in a secure location. Step three is the permanent friend zoning. Whatever method you want to use, whether it's, uh, like I said, you know, like uh, uh, mm, a friendship foreplay, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh -huh. definitely. Uh -huh. But anybody can do it. You don't have to be rich. I just want to lodge an objection. Yeah. Uh, I was told that we were supposed to come up with unique original pitches. And mm -hmm. as far as I understand it, you just basically use the story of how you and Mark became friends. Mm, that's true. But, but effective. Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, I mean honestly, it works. It's original it and unique yeah. in that it's adaptable. You yeah, got options. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't matter what location, doesn't matter how much money you got. The most, the most you have to have is access to a phone. Okay. All right. Wait, no, let's back up. We, I think we have to define what a best friend is for me to make a proper judgment here, right? So a best friend, you know, you could get a friend that comes over, brings some beers and gets some sandwiches from Schlegels and comes over and watch the game, you know, whatever. But that that doesn't automatically mean best friend. So what are the qualities that define a best friend? Someone who would do anything for you. Someone who's, mm. you're like their number one, number one in their life. Yeah. Like for example, someone who would save your life if you were in a traumatic accident. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. Like do a car accident or a plane crash or yeah. 
Yeah, finger cut off, kidnapped by mobsters. What would this person, uh, uh, Wade? What would this person do for you, given the situation? Literally anything. After a while, I mean, once you, once they're broken and fully like, you know, brainwashed into the friendship, like they'll do whatever. If you had to give a name to this, like, you know, uh, like effect you're having, like, uh, you call it like some kind of, I don't know, a syndrome or something. Like, would you have a name for this? Uh, involuntary friend zoning. But is it best friend? Yeah. Is it? Uh, I believe by being only friend, uh, it would be your best friend by default. Oh, that's a good technicality. I do have to say, I do have to say in my take on this, I didn't assume that the other party regarded me as like their tip top best friend, uh -huh. but I regarded them as my best friend. See, Bob has got like room for leeway. There's room for error. What if they don't come to the hospital? Like there's choice. Okay, right. If you eliminate choice no. from the equation, it's a guaranteed victory. All right, all right. Well, well, we gotta establish a little both sides here because I could go out and look at someone in Schlegels and I could just be like, he's my best friend. And I could believe it with all my heart if I get rid of all my current friends. No, 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 I, got, I, I went with the assumption it had to be mutual here. We see, yeah, it has to be mutual. So we have to d judge it on mutuality. Well. So Bob's solution really does entice the mutuality. Bob doesn't even have to have the same feelings. Like the other guys, so enamored. Yeah, it's if the person has no choice, it's not a mutual decision. Yeah. It's it's a it's a thing you've done to them, especially if you don't even release them into the wild. Oh, but by the end it's a mutual best friendship. Yeah. Eventually they become your best friend. Who cares about the technicalities of the the introductions? Not everyone gets along at first. In your scenario, assuming you accomplish all your goals, at some point are they allowed to go live their own life because you pitch yours as adaptable, low cost? Yeah. Anyone can do it, except yours relies on the idea that you can have a building, a house, a storage unit with a bathroom, presumably, in which you can house an entire another human, which costs money. You're feeding them. You're getting them, I don't know, medicine if they get sick. Uh -huh. This isn't just like, oh, I have a pet human. People are expensive. Well, no, it gets to be too costly. You abandon, you move on to the next one. Well, that, well, that doesn't just sound so like funny. a best friend. That's just wasted. Yeah. Again, adaptability. You lose one best friend, you can make another. Mm. But <sighs> Sounds like you still got to be pretty wealthy. Friends come and go in life. But the point being is as long as this person is alive, they are your best no, friend. No, 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 no. It was best friend for life, your life, one person, your life. Well, how do you guarantee that they outlive you? Well, then you cherish their memory. Even if they die right away, you can cherish their memory. Yeah, but what if you want to replace them? Easy to do. You just follow my steps again. What if they never break? What if you get Batman in that chair and his will is strong? <laughs> he doesn't break. What happens? Look, I don't know this from, you know, experience, but I do know this. Everyone breaks eventually. What if you, you know, Bob, Bat, Bat Bob, you see him under that car and you say, golden opportunity. I don't have to do all the prep work. I got my room ready. He's in the car. I just got to scoop him up. You grab him. He goes into your room. Are you going to be best friends if you both employ this strategy? Well, if we both want it, then why not? Yeah, that, that would actually kind of solve everyone's problems. Yeah. I'm just saying there's like five people in the world that can employ Bob's strategy. Anyone can try mine. My strategy could be executed on a budget. You just got to be creative. Mm. You can pull off the same sort of shenanigans with a lower budget. It doesn't have to be an expensive car. The, the budget merely creates a more enticing enticements. Yeah. What if they choose not to go to the hospital and check on you? 
You don't choose not to go to the hospital when you've got your hands on a person's jugular, when you're holding their life-saving blood inside their veins, waiting desperately <laughs> the minutes for the ambulance. There. I've eliminated that variable. If you don't have money, you could also do the self-sacrificial route. You could just crash your car into Schlegels. Absolutely. And then fall out into their arms. Yeah, but then you might die. Well, then it's for, it satisfies the for life requirement. Yeah. If, if your life is short, that just makes it easier to have a best friend for the rest of it. But if you've never had the interaction, how, did you become best friends before you died? They saved your life. They saved your Not life. Not if you died. They held you in their arms. They tried to save your life. They will remember that. They will definitely remember that. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't establish a best friendship if they just tried to save your life. Does that make every firefighter or EMS person a best friend? You're telling me you walk around just looking for people in peril, <laughs> an on-fire bus full of children. You're like, let me in there. I got to save them. They're random people to me. I don't care about them, but I must save their lives. No, I go to the mall and I sit at a table and I make eye contact with people and wait till I find my best friend. Uh, you just got to let those kids die. That's what you're going to do that's not, that's not what a good person does that's not a good person well, yeah i'm not gonna try to be best friends with kids that'd be wrong hey, uh, okay let's be fair bad people can have best friends bad people can have best friends that's too. true that's uh, true it's not, not a lot well, i'm telling you how to make them yeah adaptability elimination I mean, of choice look i feel like my situation rife with lies and deception though it may be creates more sincere feelings mm -hmm. I feel like wade situation does create a relationship but it's based on like fear it's mm -hmm. based on mental anguish and being broken as a person as opposed to gaining something based on lies and deceit based on anguish they're all bad who cares mine creates positive feelings i see a hybrid version of this i see a best of both worlds scenario where you get all of these elements together, the fear, also the peril, and the unifying sacrifice of imminent death. You hire someone to kidnap the both of you, mm. lock you in a room together on separate walls. You're not able to see each other. You're like able to like hear someone sobbing like across bags the over way. your heads. Yeah, exactly. But but you lean your ear up against the wall. You can hear them crying. You know they're ready when they're crying. And when they start crying, you start knocking on the wall <laughs> in a cryptic rhythm. One that sounds like just the water dripping from the rusty pipes. But no, it's a rhythm that they perk up and notice. And when they stop crying, that's when you can start talking and be like, don't talk. I've been here for 30 years, but I think we can break out together. If you are someone that I can trust, we can make it out alive. And then, through a lengthy process of slowly digging your way through the cavernous prison that you have built to house you and make your escape all the more dramatic, at the end of it, you'll get horribly injured and they will have to carry you to the hospital. And through your bond of five years in captivity and all the torture that you went through together, you never gave up on each other. Best friends for life. I, I, I love it. Two questions. Hmm? How much does it cost to have someone kidnap you and feed you for five years? You should know. Isn't that what your plan basically involves? Yeah, yeah, you would know. I'm not hiring someone else to do it. I'm doing it. I can well, still go much to is, work. I don't know how, how much, much it costs, costs though. Add an hourly wage to it. You know the, you know the other costs. <laughs> 
At minimum wage. Yeah, I could pay a skilled person for this. I'm just saying you're paying another. This still involves more money than just doing it yourself. It's a good idea. Well, it's of course. Well, friendships need little money. Yeah, but what if you're making like $7 an hour? Like a lot of people are. You know, you're going to be able to hire a, a full-time person for five years? Well, you better start saving if you want a best friend for the rest of your life. It's an investment. Yeah. What we have here is we have different tiers for people that are in different economic situations. I can apply to anybody. Is it the, the cleanest? No, but anyone can do it. Mark's got like that, you know, I'm making at least like $20 an hour salary type and above. And Bob's for, you know, the, the 1%. You could always just make a real enemy. You could always piss off someone that actually does the kidnapping and just make sure that you're in the same area as the other guy. I mean, yeah, I guess you could get legitimately kidnapped, but then you actually have to hope you can really escape and survive. I mean, make them mad at both of you somehow. Hey, That's true. That's, I guess, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you get out or not. It's just a matter of making that friendship while you're locked up. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Bob's is clearly superior. But not perfect. Wade, I will give you a point for, uh, I'll give you a point for every tear that fell from your best friend's face during their torture. Oh, man. Ooh. That's how. <laughs> Which I think. Oh, God. I think. What what kind of time horizon are we working with? How long does it take to break this dude? On average, I'm thinking like anywhere from eight months to five years on average, at least. Okay. Eight months to five years. How many, how many, how many, how many tears? Do you cry <laughs> per year? 30 to 60 for women, five to six. Okay, how many tears? Oh, God. Yeah, it's measured in volume. Like, I think a drop is about a milliliter. So how much do you cry milliliter? Well, you got to think this isn't going to be an average amount either because they're going to be kidnapped. So it's going to be mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. the high end. Um. Okay, about 15 milliliters per cry, which would be about 15 tears. So taking an average of like, let's say 30 over the course of a year would be 450 milliliters, about a half a liter of tears. So 500 times however many years. And that's your number of points. But that's almost 5 million. No. And Bob's is way more than 5 million. He has to have the mansion, and you write that off as a business deduction. All the machines. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Business expense. Yeah. I feel like this is a rich man's game, awarding points for dollars spent. The average Joe is set to lose from the beginning, just like in real life. The 1% win again. You're right about that. Congratulations, Bob. You have won this week's Distractable Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. We do not disrupt the status quo. We dig it deeper into the hole that it is here. And I am happy to have been your host this week. And uh, I think we all learned something valuable about making best friends out there. Don't take our advice. You never. Don't. Please don't. Don't apply these to these. So yeah, don't, don't do these. Ideas. Yeah. Don't. Not that we've tried them. Just, not, they yeah. don't work. <clears throat> you can find more information of maybe better ways to become a best friend on our website. You can subscribe to the podcast through whatever app you're listening to. And you can find all of us and our various social medias and or YouTube channels and or streaming platforms through whatever text information is available probably on the website. Do we have a website? Do we have merch? Yeah, right. Do we have a website? Maybe. Uh, do we have friendship advice on our website? You're writing the blog for the website, right, Wade? Uh, I'm going to get my best friend to do that for me. Like a daily blog post? A full write-up of what happened? Hmm. All right, sounds good. Good luck when you get that. It'll be about eight years from now, so everyone at home, expect the website to be up and running in eight years' time. If you see me making eye contact, stare back. Maybe don't. We're going to be great friends, Bob. I don't know. Could be fun. Uh... Podcast out!